Well, uh, are you ready to light this candle? Let's light it. Playing with borrowed time on a shitty internet connection. At least one of us is. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, we're not gonna. We're gonna spare you the details. I'll spare you the detail of it. It may come out in a bonus material at some point. Um, but needless to say, we we might have had our very first South African correspondent. We may have, and then uh, we uh, we have we do have a um, the Gonzo backup cold war line ready to go in case I drop off. So yeah, you just you just crank up that that generator <clears throat> and call in for backup. One of those kind of crank machines. Yeah, not Doctor Detroit round, but like crank machine round. Now we'll dust him off later. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, no. We know he's popular. All right, so God, we're on a pretty decent streak of stuff lately. Yeah, we're on fire. We're on fire. Um, and uh, I was going to say, I know we've been up and down the old social media front. There's a particular person within the corporation who's not pulling their weight. I won't say who it is, but it's probably me. Um, but, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. So, um, what else is cooking? We got some more... Uh, is there a poll up still? Or are we? What round are we in? We <clears throat> we are in the last regional of our feature presentation uh, tournament. We're getting down to uh, you know money time. We should talk about that a little bit because we uh, we're getting close to the final four. Um, follow along at GonzoGuys.com, by the way, and, and on, I know. on the social medias. And I mean, we get to final four. I know a lot of you are holding back your votes till we get to the final four to see how things shake out. But uh, yeah. you know, you can help decide it. So. That's right. The power is in your hands. We've That's had right. some updates. We had some upsets too. All right. So, <clears throat> where do we stand, or what, what's the latest you got from the uh, the uh, tournament desk? Whatever. Now, the uh, biggest upset so far is the original uh, HBO feature presentation was upset by the late 80s rock and roll version of uh, the HBO feature presentation. Uh, see, I was disappointed to see that outcome. Uh, the uh, flying HBO logo just didn't bring its A-game. You know, uh, it's, it's why they call it... Um, June, July, August madness. Yes, that's right. There's no copyright on those months. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers! <laughs> copyright Gonzo Guys 2015. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can have your silly other month. We'll take the other 11. Yeah, but we re don't worry. We registered our copyright in Ghana, so we're okay. Oh, yeah, we're fine. Um, oh, you Ghani. Is it Ghanese or Ganganese? Uh, or Ganans? Is it Ganans? I don't think it's Ganganese. That would be like a Gungan from Star Wars. Oh God, Nisa, so sorry. 
I mean, is it, you know, he's, yeah, we'll touch Jar Jar. Jar Jar's later. Uh, but, uh, God, you know, I don't know what, if you're from Ghana, you are. Ganganese. Ganganese sounds cool. I think it's Ghanan. Ghanan? I think I would just say I'm from Ghana. <laughs> Since I'm, we don't know. But, um. Ghanaian? Is it Ghanaian? Ghanaian? It could be Ghanaian. Ghanaian. It could be Ghanaian. That's, Ghanaian. Yeah. Okay. Ghanaian. Ghanaian. Anyway, that's completely off the rails. That's your next geographic trivia moment of the night. So. Anyway, so that's a big upset. Um, voting is currently open. They're going up against uh, Showtime uh, Turner Classic Movies in uh, Cinemax. I'm going to... That's a tough bracket. I would like. I would like to think HBO is going to go in there strong and take it out. But um, um, I'm watching Cinemax to be the surprise out of that group. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I haven't decided when I'll vote yet. Um, I got to think about it a little bit more because I like. I like the the Showtime like a pump up the volume MTV music video style that it starts out with. I I enjoy that a lot, but. You know, there are the classics in there. It's it's so hard. It's like, do I go with a mid-major, or do I stick with, like, a blue blood? It's it's hard to tell. So, um, um, this is, and if you, any of you who follow sports, and this is not making any sense to you, HB, the HBO logo would be the Kentucky. Yeah, and... Um, Showtime probably be, like, a... Maybe like a Georgetown or, or a VCU or something like that. Yeah, they, well, yeah, Lord Mid Major, TM is it? Yeah, TM's uh, movie channel, movie channel, or is it Turner Classic Movies? Which one? Turner maybe? Classic Movies. Turner Classic Movies is like, they're like VCU, I think. That'd be kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'd say, I think you're still in your top tier, your division. You're still in your division one. And that is the last region that uh, voting is open on right now. Results close next. Uh, well, it is. We're recording. We're recording on the week of um, August the third because it starts yeah. on Monday. Yeah. Um, and the voting ends on August. Whatever next Tuesday is, it'll close. Is that right? Eleventh or twelfth. Uh, bum bum bum. Tomorrow is that eight nine ten, eleven. So midnight, you have till midnight on the eleventh to cast your vote. We'll discuss the results Wednesday, and we'll be again pestering you anew with new stuff on uh, on Wednesday. And guess what? We can pester you on Instagram now too. Yeah, uh, don't uh, don't take that the wrong way. It's no dick pics or anything. But no, 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 no. It's Gonzo level pics, which will be odd, but you know, nothing. It's totally Gonzo. Nothing you can't show to mom. <laughs> Whose mom are you talking about? Well, I mean, and you're right, if you're gonna go down that road, it's nothing your mom hadn't seen before. Oh, so no, and it really isn't gonna be a bunch of penises. So. <laughs> I'm just trying to catalog all the potential episodes titles that we're coming up with all of a sudden. Like <laughs> <laughs> not just a bunch of penises. <laughs> It's something your mom hadn't seen before. <laughs> so, anyway. We, should, we don't have to go back to the Senate. We can name like 15, 20 doses off. Yeah, this, uh, euphemisms aside. Um, euphemisms aside. Um, we can be on the Instagrams. I think Gonzo guys will be... Uh, I'll talk to our social media manager about um, venturing into Instagram. Um, yeah. 
I need to have a chat with that turkey anyway. So gobble gobble. <laughs> gobble gobble. <laughs> Um, okay, so that is so anyway. Vote by next Tuesday, then we'll get into the, we'll get into the final finals, which will get real exciting, and um, we'll do that. And uh, you know, it's a good it's good practice to watch all of our social media channels for all kinds of things like you know contests, prizes. Um, you know, basically, if you make any effort to communicate with us, you could get something really cool that we've been talking about for weeks. You don't even have to say couple duck. It's that cool. I mean, we're going. I mean, that. We would kind of. We'd like you to do that anyway. But if you are hearing this, you know, just send it. Take a picture of the words "couple duck" on a piece of paper. Doesn't matter. Put it on Instagram. So, I don't know how that works exactly. Instagram us or thing or whatever. No penises, please. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you write "couple duck" on your schwanz and post it, it would count. <laughs> Uh, you know, that would be, that would count, but, uh, we don't, you know, we try not, we, we don't work that area. That's for other pods to take care of. Um, anyway, uh, I'm trying to think. So yeah, so watch social media, communicate with us, ask us, make suggestions of movies if you want. Uh, we'll listen. Um, we've got a doozy for you coming up in the next round, uh, but we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Yeah. Which, uh, so any other new business, the new Deadpool trailers out, both Red Band and Regular. Yeah, um, I I guess I'm excited about it. I mean, it's one of those, you know what it is? I like the trailer, it was very amusing, but I'm thinking I could really like this movie or I could hate it. I'm ready for Deadpool hype to go away for another half a year. I think there's enough around, they need to let it cook a while. They need to not, like, because if they keep shoving it down my I'm talking to the audience and I'm crazy, it's like, yeah, we get it, we know about the comic book. But it, it's like, it's like, all right, it's well, great. Just like, cool your heels a little bit. You, you, you pretty much sold everybody. Now, don't don't kill it. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to, you know, we don't have to beat us with the head with it. But, yeah. uh, and the thing that I don't get, and I, when I have to, like, go online and figure out why a Marvel character is not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's really part of the X-Men Cinematic Universe, though they're all Marvel um, there's the whole thing about Fox owns this and Disney owns this or owns the rights to blah 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 and they can't dare combine their characters because then they'd have to share money well they did it with uh, Spider-Man so that's because Sony fucked up so much that like Spider-Man is now going to be it's like a shared property between the two yeah. so I, th- they- I think what's going to happen is that I think I think Disney uh the overlords at Disney are just going to wait until Fox eventually f- messes things up. And then they're just going to share the universe. Yeah. And then and they're like, why, why don't we help you with this real quick? Yes. Just sign and your life up. No, sign your soul on the dot or uh, sign your name on the dotted line and we're good to go. <laughs> Bippity boppity boo. Mm-hmm. No, I, when I would be, when be floored is like Disney's like, Disney's going to buy Fox. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know because I mean really they're all we all know they're in the same universe and they're like well the X-Men universe is different and blah 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 and I don't care it kind of annoys me to a certain extent now that said the Deadpool uh, Deadpool looks like it's going to be an R-rated movie it's best yeah ever. it's a hard R that looks like a hard R because the Red Band trailer was I mean even well, for no, Red it's Band, an R-rated movie it is and you know what? I'll give points for that I, I would like to see some uh, 
there's some I hate it when they squeeze it, make a movie so, trim it down so it'll be PG thirteen. If that red band trailer is any indication, that movie's gonna be a hard R. Yeah, so if you want to see more of those, that's the, it's kind of holding it hostage too. Like if, if you want to see more hard R comic book movies, then you probably that, should go waste your money on Deadpool, whether or not you think it's going to be a turd. I think it'll be entertaining, but I don't know how much I want him breaking the fourth wall. I know that's what the character does. I like my haha comics in the vein of, and if you follow us at all, or me personally, you know I have a soft spot for the uh, mid-1980s, early 90s, Justice League, Justice League International, Justice League Europe, Mr. Miracle, Dr. Fate um, in the DC world. And that's some good stuff. They, at a time when the comics start really steering dark, like their first real attempt to go dark, especially Marvel, like X-Men was uber dark and it was probably the best-selling book at that time. They started writing jokes in, assume, they'd write it as extra material and assume that the editors would just say, no, take it out or you know rewrite this and they didn't and so they started taking these characters that were not all that well known they got these guys got the justice league when they're like oh i got the justice league. i get batman i get superman i get wonder woman they're like no no no, they're all gone right now you get blue beetle booster gold martian manhunter and you'll get batman but he's gonna be gone a lot um <laughs> and so they write these really great books um, and they're really they're funny and they're still do heroic stuff and there's some heart to them it's kind of like scrubs in a way that, uh, I don't know if you'd sell that to me if it's Scrubs, but that's okay. No, I know no, a lot I, of people that think Scrubs. It's not as it's Zach Braff isn't in it, so there's a. Oh, okay. Well, no, I mean I'm saying that there's comedy, but they still have some depth to it. It's not just you know, it's not just a complete gag, gag reel of comics. Like there's some, it's like they kind of it's like when they you get to see them more with their hair let down, where they're kind of jawing with each other and giving each other crap and. I mean, like, one instance, one of the stories is that Booster and Beetle accidentally go messing around with Dr. Fate, who's this very mystical hero character. And they, they're messing around in his room, and they accidentally transport the entire Justice League to hell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, shenanigans ensue. And they end up working at a fast food counter in hell. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's pretty good. Anyway, I enjoy that thoroughly. I've been procuring, I've actually been backward collecting that. So Deadpool is nice. I like a little comedy. But um, I know his whole thing is breaking the fourth wall. They don't really break the fourth wall in the comedy pieces I've been reading. Um, I don't mind a little poke at the fourth wall. But, but uh, yeah, keep it on the DL. They did the only thing they did is closest they come to the fourth wall is there's a character named Fire. Um, she's green. She is on fire. And she can do stuff. Um, but... She has to, you know, when before, she's normal when she's not lit up in fire. And so <laughs> at one scene, they're teaching her to use these new powers. And she goes to, like, jump and fly. And she says, fire on. And they're like, careful with that. Nice. <laughs> so that was about it. Uh, so that's the closest. Go. But I, I would highly recommend those. A lot of the uh, posts you may see, um, again, on my personal account, might just be JLI related because that's what I'm going to do now. Um, yes, and um, lastly, the other, the other, um, what, what, what do we call this segment? Ge- um, Geek Corner? No. Um, we did that. We covered sports. Now we're going into current geek affairs. I don't know. Current. Current affairs. Uh, current, current niche interest affairs. Oh, current affairs better. That's better. Wang. <laughs> wang wang. Wang. Yeah. 
We have a Wang Wang dose. You should go back and listen to it. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, this is kind of, you know, geek update. You know, Star Wars is cool, all that stuff. So, so in the vein of a geek update, um, Mr. Robot, everybody needs to go watch it. Oh, yes, I put that on my list per your request. I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to dive into it, but very soon, because it sounds like my cup of tea. It is, it is, um, it's more, it's more than just a hacker TV show. And uh, the, the parts that are hackery, uh, are actually fairly legit, so. And, uh, Christian Slater's in it. Yeah. So, yeah, I always Good old like, Cuffs himself. I love Cuffs. And I will not hear anybody say that's a bad movie. <laughs> I love Cuffs. Wow. That was one of the most... I rented that movie a lot. I don't know exactly why I like that movie, but God help me, I love Cuffs. I learned something new about you today. <laughs> I think there's a dog fart joke in it. That might have been enough to sell me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Just keep on busting out those possible Epidos titles. I think there's a dog fart joke in it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, there's that. Rebels hasn't started yet. You should watch that uh, summer movie that they put out. Um, it's awesome. And, um, I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, Force Awakens, yada yada. It's probably going to be cool. going to do my Star Wars marathon soon. Um, I can't remember anything else. I think that's it. I'm kind of slowed down. It is... Uh, it is... Um... Besides a comedy that will be politics in the next year, um, I'll be going into my geek, uh, geek hollow for the next year and a half. Yeah. This is why I'm only watching Star Wars a lot. (laughs) (laughs) By a lot, I mean a lot. Um, So there's that, and uh, so we'll go ahead and jump in on our feature here, which was Mike's pick. Yep. and uh, it, this is going to be a, this is going to kind of be a new angle for us. We actually have um, point counterpoint on this. I think yes. we're going to have our own political debate. So as you came in, you heard some of the music from the movie, so you can kind of gauge what era it's from. Yeah. Let me see if there's. Any... Anyway, somebody's going to take a dive. That's not important. Um, well, you know, it's not important, actually. Right. It is not. Yeah, that was just, a, that's the music, so you can kind of gauge this is a 70s film. Yes. It is, uh, I would say to people, if you saw it just on first glance, you should say it's a black exploitation film. We should, uh, all right, so um, this is another one of the Traders Village Five. Yes, it is. This was, I think, cost less than a dollar. And um, I will have to say, Follow us on Instagram because I will be, I will be Instagramming the box cover to this Epidose. Um, it, it is a fine box cover, and it's what sold me on this movie. Um, this movie, of course, is called Soul Patrol. Um, yes, when you think about that, think of Soul and Patrol. You're like, okay, it sounds like a black exploitation movie. Uh, which, from the flutes and the funk, uh, you totally can tell it is. And maybe like it's a group of like returned black uh, like Vietnam vets, yeah. Vietnam, Vietnam vets kind of clean up their town, kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, so I think. Yeah, and I'm I'm attracted. I, as you all know, uh, listening, uh, being avid 
listeners, uh, I am a fan of the uh, black exploitation genre, and um, and this one obviously looked like it was a winner to me. Um, so we picked it. Uh, turns out it was completely different than what I thought. Um, I don't know how much different though. Um, it's still. I would still say it's very much if you change the setting a little bit it's a couple circumstances it would fit a black exploitation film yeah um not entirely there's missing a couple little elements but um the the, the music is there for sure there's drugs and yeah it works because there's always like in the black station there's always like an evil drug dealer and, mm-hmm. um you know like kind of tough street gangs and stuff um and then there's always the good the good guy cleaning stuff up you know with his fists or, or his smarts or, is, or pen and paper, as we find out. Or pen and paper. Or tape right now. So um, what this movie was, um, uh, I had to transcribe it. There's the, it was, the heat of the Trader's Village uh, <laughs> kind of affected the quality of the tape. But um, it, this movie was actually, from the box, you could tell that it looked like it, was in the, it came out in the 80s. Uh, when you put the movie in, it looked like it came out in like the early 70s. So you're like, what? Um, and so after digging around, found out that it, this this uh, this movie that that we bought was a was a redistribution of an older movie called Death of a Snowman. And what they did is they, they did the the classic, we bought the rights and we're gonna slap a different title on it and market it as something else. Yeah. And. Hey. And all the people and all the things on the cover of the box were not in this movie because, and looking back at the box, you could tell that the guys weren't in the movie either because they were not really, they were superposing. <laughs> I mean, if anything, that was kind of the funniest part. If you, look at, if you look at a poster of the movie, they are not the same. Yeah. But it very much was called Soul Patrol as one of its titles. It's also called Death of the Snowman in its original release. Um, and I should. This is the weirder twist. Um, it's a South African exploitation movie. Yeah. Not not like black exploitation. It's from South Africa. It's an exploitation grindhouse kind of movie. But it was totally filmed in like Johannesburg, South Africa. Yeah. So all the characters are South African. Um, it had uh, two other titles. I found. Um, it was also called The Hunt for Mister Clean. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining a bald bald guy right now. And there is another title that is not quite as glamorous. Soul Patrol is pretty good. The other title, uh, so you have Death of the Snowman, Soul Patrol, The Hunt for Mr. Clean, and Black Trash. Wow. I know, that's a rough one, isn't it? And the cover of that version of it says, From the USA to South Africa. And then then they have some critic quotes. One hell of a movie, H-E-L-L-U-V-A. And then Tough Taught Never Lets Up. Is the other tagline for black trash. Taught, so, taught, it, taught as in like tight, right? Taught. 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 Not taught. Taught. Uh, anyway, uh, it was released at least four times. So. Yeah, it, apparently because it was so good, they needed to change the name or something. Um, and so, and like many things from that that time frame, it. Uh, this transfer, I think it's part of the reason it, it looks like it didn't hold up well. I think it is a, a bit of a poor transfer. It's a poor quality. I started from the sound cuts out. I'm moving to. Um, sorry about that. That was weird. 
stupid. There we go. Um, so the sound cuts out a couple spots. The music comes through surprisingly well. I'll give them that. Um, I don't think that was in their creation, but I would like to see this movie clean. I'll say that. Yeah. Good. There's some bits to it. So. Well, and that, that was what my problem was, is that there were some bits, but I don't think they held together too well. Um, and I, well, so, and my, my counterpoint is, I think, I can see it, there are some slow bits in it, but I, the plot is actually makes some decent sense when, when once it, it's a good, solid plot, probably a little bit better execution. The guy playing the reporter does a pretty good job. The guy playing the cop does a pretty good job. And the Mr. Big bad guy does a pretty decent job. Yeah, yeah. There's, but we'll get, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But anyway, so he, and in thinking what he pulled as a black exploitation movie, maybe from the early 80s, he got a South African black exploitation esque movie from the early 70s with four titles um, and a good soundtrack. Uh, well, every black exploitation movie has a good soundtrack. I would. This is. I think this had a little bit of a, a little more, a little more zazz to it than some of the other ones I've watched. Pizzazz. Yeah, there's something to it. Pizza as. Um. So I don't know how you want to jump in on this one. I do have. I have. I took some notes on my phone. Ooh. Oh. It is a supposedly rare find on VHS. So good kudos to you, sir. It is. Um, so, so are, yeah, yeah. So um, the uh, the movie kind of starts out with that music, right? And they're making a deal, and um, someone's gonna take a bite. So we've established that somebody that the guy is like a a, a criminal, right? Right at the bat, they want you to know the guy's trying to get somebody to fix a fight. So yeah. just right in. Okay, he's crooked. And he's like, you know what? The hell with it. I'm gonna go have sex with this lady. In my car, in the garage. In my car, in the garage, because that's what crime bosses do. <laughs> like um, uh, like a parking garage in a build, like an apartment building. Yeah. Okay, so he he goes down there. He's starting to you know get it on, and uh, the tow truck comes in, just just t bones the shit out of him. Yep. Um, but the weird thing is, like, he T-bones the shit out of him really hard, and then, like, they cut to him popping his head up like he's like, huh? Not, like, disheveled like he hit the door and bounced around because he would have. But um, T-bones him, and then keeps ramming the car. The guy gets stuck in there, and they get out and shoot him. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay. All right, so somebody killed the crime boss. All right. Yeah. And so they send um, this gruntled... Um, gruff um, knock off Sean Connery to investigate um, and he's there doing normal cop stuff here comes the reporter Chaka um, and Chaka works for the, he's like kind of like the crime beat reporter and he's like yeah he's like yeah you gotta give me something he's like I don't know we're still investigating he's like come on man I got a deadline okay right, so you got your reporter your cop um, they quickly established that they're, they've known each other for a long time yeah, they're kind of buddies, kind of traded information with each other, um, and they they're looking into the why is this crime boss dead? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, war on crime. <laughs> yeah, war on first, crime. the first it was the uh, there was a line in there. It's like my grandmother was a was a vulture. <laughs> I forgot who said that. My grandmother was a vulture. I remember the line. I cannot remember who said it. Um, 
so it seems like it, it, you get this thing, and, and, it, and they kill a couple more criminals. They just really quickly show you that, and they're like, oh, they're only killing the black crime bosses. Yeah, like, they clearly took out a pimp next. They took out a pimp next, and then, like, they showed the other crime bosses all talking. And there's an Asian guy and um, somebody else, and they're basically like, well, they're only killing the black guys. I'm not worried. Well, the thing the thing is, is that uh, um, the the one well yeah, Shaka is like the intermediary. He's they're only writing to like Chaka, right? Yes. So, so they're only writing to him. So he gets involved, right? And and then um, he gets a call to be told that it's this this group that is these somewhat vigilantes are called the War on Crime. Yeah. Like a bad wrestling staple. Yes, it's, like the Blue World Order. Yeah, so they are... Um, but he's basically like, hey, um, we're, the, we're called the War on Crime. We're going to keep taking out people. We do run-ins and... Yeah, don't you know? Don't you see the benefit of this? We're getting rid of all these dregs of society. You know, we're not the enemy kind of deal. Yeah. And so he's trying to figure out what the deal is and He's like, go. There's this convoluted part at the beginning. After that, it levels out. But he's like, go to the airport and check this, you know, and you'll find out what you need to know. And they send him to the airport, and the cops there, and they eat Kentucky Fried Chicken for some reason. Like, <laughs> Why not, <laughs> man? It's good stuff. Um, I just was surprised to see it in South Africa in the seventies. I didn't realize they had branded themselves out that far. Oh yeah, they went international. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that they did that Kentucky Fried Chicken would be in other countries, but in the 70s, I was a little surprised to be out there that quick. But it was definitely the Colonel. Um, oh, that's the Colonel, all right. It's the old classic strike box before they took fried off of it. Um, and uh, so they're, they witness this whole... They see a guy get taken out, and there's people attacking him in the plane, and it's a whole to-do. The, uh, the recording of the bosses on the, the patio was like with a shotgun mic, and I thought it was very Robert Altman, Altman-esque, where they kind of just included all the sounds. It was a little jarring at first, but then I was like, okay, I know what they're doing. So, so they, yeah, they're getting, like, you get all the traffic noise and the crime bosses are talking in the one scene, and you don't get everything they say, but you get enough, like, where they want you to hear something, they put it in. Yeah. Like, I think we should be watching of our backs. Like, no, we're all right. And then you're like, honk, plane, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's see if I can... Okay. Anyway, second, let me just jump over here for a minute. Let's see if there's something. Oh, wait, that's a good scene right there. There's a thing where it goes to press and they show them setting the typeface and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty, which I like. Here we go. Going to press. Malangu was a parasite preying on the people of Soweto. We are responsible for his. They're claiming responsibility for killing people. So you got Chuck and the cop working together, and the cop kind of vouches for him. And oh, here we go. This is what we're 
This is the crime boss, other crime bosses who are not black talking on the rooftop. Okay. Get the So you get crime babies and all kinds of stuff. But all basically, sorts of fun stuff. There was one kind of like black crime boss left in the city. And he's talking to the Asian, and I don't know what the other gentleman's background, what crime family he ran, maybe the Italians. Um, and he's like, listen, you guys got to help me. And they're like, no, they're not killing us. So <laughs> you're on your own. He's like, well, that's the way you're going to play it. Fine. And then he left. And I'm sure he promptly gets killed. Um, let's see, there's an airport, blah, blah, blah. What to do? Meanwhile, um, the reporter, Chaka, Trevor reporter and hero of the film, um, is sending information to his friends in New York. Yeah. To do some investigating for him on the New York side of things, because he has a couple of pieces of information. And, uh, that's kind of like your token, like, they make him real... They're hanging out like in the press room doing something like, do we have to look all this stuff up? And they're like, well, he's our friend. We should do it. And journalistic integrity. Yada, yada. And the guy's like, but I got a hot date with the girl upstairs. <laughs> I mean, essentially that was the bit. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, I got to go. I'm going to go on this date. And then he's like, I should find the clip. He's like, I want a blow by blow recap of the night. He's like, if I'm lucky. <laughs> and then meanwhile while he goes to meet the girl the other guy calls her and he's like yeah you should stay late and help us search for this stuff and he totally screws him over so it's pretty good so right around here it was like I started losing like interest and this is what we call the Angry Birds 2 tipping point yeah that's when I was like Angry Birds 2 just came out and I started playing it so that's my I'm sorry that's my penance oh, whatever my penance is I'll gladly I'll gladly make up for it um, so my note here is somewhere, and this is probably during your Angry Birds time, um, I did learn some things from this movie, so... I have old cock question mark written down. Um, and then, yeah. wait, I think some of the cops are on the take. And then the Asian guy picked up something, but the cops, like, knew or something. The cops are kind of in... They're like, we're not really going to stop the war on crime because they're doing us a favor. Even though they know it's a cover for, like, another crime. They know possible. that... It's a, it's a cover for something else, but they're not, they're kind of on the take. And there's this big company, um, I'm not sure if it's the phone company or whatever it is, but they're letting, um, you know, the boss man of, of the crime people, war on crime, they're letting him make his calls not be traced. And they do it through a method that I guess is the way you used to do it. Mm. Um, it's called a dormant line. And you use it to block your call being traced. And the way they do it is they rig two phones together on one number. And then somebody rings through it and then it doesn't trace back to them. Huh. And it sounded kind of legit. And because the one cop, the cop, actually the one cop, the cop, um, he's like, they're like, well, we tried to trace, the reporter kept Mr. Big on the phone for a little bit, and they tried to trace it in this warehouse. Mr. Big? Like, Police Mr. Academy Big. 5, Mr. Big? Or? I don't know, is that whatever one you want it to be. <laughs> uh, we can call him the Snowman or Mr. Clean. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. 
So um, Mr. Clean is doing this stuff, and so he finds this like wire out in the middle of this empty burnout warehouse. He follows it to these two phones buried under bricks that are hooked together and wired. Um, it turns out the little nerdy uh, telephone manager guy's in on the take. He's getting paid five hundred dollars a month, which does not seem like enough to me. Well, that's South African like seventies money. Even then, I'd need a little more for what he was up to. Um, and so Mr. Big is very, like, he seems to be real easygoing as long as you're doing what he says. Yeah. Um, but he's got, he's got these hitmen. Um, one's name, and I have all their names. <laughs> names are, hang on. I did take, he's got, um, you got Reggie, Vito, and Craig. And Craig is a hippie. Oh, Craig is this white guy with a kind of curly hair, afro kind of thing going on. He's got the hippie hat, and not like late like seventies hippie, not sixties hippie. And he's real mellow and kind of easy going, but he kills a whole lot of people. Um, so Vito and Craig are kind of his two main goons, and Reggie's kind of his like third guy. Um, and so they do a lot of the killing for him. They go find some of the people and kill them. Um, there's this whole thing where so you think okay they've killed the black crime bosses and now there's these uh it's a chinese gang of all things um they are out picking up chickens and they're hot using it as a cover to run marijuana and so what happens is the uh chinese guys get pulled over by fake police who work for uh the snowman and not snowman from smoking the bandit and they basically going to kill him. They get out and stack these crates, blah, blah, blah. They start trying to shoot him. The police come, like the state police for wherever they are. And the, the cop finally shows up and he's like, well, what do we got? Like, we got two dead Chinamen. <laughs> and so they go through the whole thing and basically they're figuring out that they're now killing other crime bosses. Yeah. And in, uh, during all this interim, the chief has told the p- main police officer's friends with Chaka, the reporter, y- that he thinks Chaka is in on it. And that's why these killings keep happening. And, they, you know, he needs to quit sharing information with Chaka. Yeah, so, so it's like this circle that's kind of like going around. And meanwhile, Chaka, is, he's doing his own little, you know, he's beating, uh, what do you call it? Oh... He's doing his own gumshoe, flat foot kind of work. And he's uh, he's hitting the pavement, talking to people, talking to the ladies that hang out with Mr. Big. Um, he's sending information to the New York reporters. Um, no, which I do happen to have a note on there. Uh, let me see if I can get a little bit of hippie Craig. Yeah, because I have a problem with that guy. Okay, so he's real mellow. Let me just... Take well, it's not, it's not just that either. Okay, let's go here. Well, every time they're one step ahead of us. And you think I'm passing it on to them? Somebody is. Don't give me that crap. You know you're implying it's me. Well, I can't ignore those articles you've written. But you, you can ignore ten years' friendship. Fine. Tell me. Tap my bowl. Read my mail. And see what you come up with, Mr. Cock. <laughs> Mr. Cock! Mr. He found another dead child. 
He's the New York when you can still make kind of misogynistic at work. Actually, that's later. She's giving up the neck massage. Right there, it's just two guys being obnoxious. <laughs> later on, like, you see Beverly, and, like, he's working on files, and she's, like, just, like, massaging his neck with her buttons down pretty far. Yeah, she's a looker. Um, but... <laughs> uh, anyway... That uh, that was just a little taste of the cops there. I was trying to find a hippie Craig. Yeah, because that guy, um, they had some side story that I thought was really rude about. He has a straight, like, legit lady, and then she, like, somehow finds out that, like, um, that, like, he's a crime guy. And it's, like, some drawn-out kind of, like, sob story that just, did, just did, didn't work for me at all. They kind of shoehorned it in because it's just a couple scenes. Um, he basically, he got, he has a girlfriend. She's like, why do you have to go away for days at a time? Oh, here we go. There we go. Let's just do this. There we go. I'm just backing up a little bit here so you can get the full area. All right. Maybe you get a call from Mr. Snowman to the other guy. Yeah, it was a broken play, man. Uh, we got him, but they got George. I had to dump him. We have a small problem this end, too. Alcock. You want me to see him? No. I'll send Tulio. Funny, man, you clear all the hurdles and then you trip on a... Hello, stranger. Hello, woman. Hey, oh. hey, easy. Are we going away? Uh... No, not yet. Listen, I just came to get some clothes. I don't see you for four days. Yeah, I know. Are we ever going to Fatherland? Yeah, yeah, maybe in a few days. Great. Yeah, fine. Why'd you have to disappear for days at a time? Because I'm minding my business. Because <laughs> I'm a criminal. Hint, ladies, when a man says he's minding his business, he's a criminal. And then they have sad, like, drama music. <laughs> It's like, what? What is up with that? He brought her some flowers. He's like, after that, he's like, I brought you some flowers. I brought you some flowers. Oh, thank you. It's a real music shift. Then they kind of have a little make-out session. Um, So, but later on, she finds, like, a package with cocaine in it. Um, 
she's like, what's this? I'm leaving you, you dirty criminal. And his boss is like, you gotta kill her, man. So he goes to the transition and he kills her. And well, he doesn't quite... He First he lets her go. And then he kills her at the train station. And then he kills her at the train station because the boss is like, you let her go, you idiot. You can't let her go. Go to the train station and kill her or I kill you. He's like, fine. And he goes there and I guess his att- next attempt was, I'm going to offer to bring her back. Like, if you come back with me, I don't have to kill you. But she argues with him and he shoots her a bunch of times and that's it. She's like, the hell with this. But he's still kind of mad about it even though he killed her pretty swiftly. I just didn't care about that guy. I was like, I was done. It was like, he- No. Seem to get a lot of he got a lot of story time for not having to do too much aside from being a hitman. I felt like that he was like the white guy in the movie, and they didn't they didn't really cop, need him in it. No, the cop was the the cop was. Oh, the learned cop. Yeah, the learned cop was in it. Yeah, the kind of grizzled cop was there, and his boss was white. He was kind of. So there is this chase scene where they go through some park or some house where a little girl was playing uh, uh, yeah. a tea party. In the middle of the whole thing, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, was before or after that? I think that was after it. They so it, I was distracted playing Angry Birds too, but I also kind of had a hard time following along anyway. Well, basically, what happened with the thing is, um, Chaka starts following. Um, he goes down and talks to his blind friend who plays guitar in the street. Yeah, that guy was cool. And he's like, hey, what's going on, man? And he's like, well, you need to, like... He's like, have you seen... He's like, he didn't say, have you seen anything? He's like, hey, what do you know, or something. Have you he's, seen anything? <laughs> he didn't say it. I thought maybe they were going to put it in. That would have been cool. Ha hey, ha, yeah, good joke, man, whatever. Uh, they didn't. So he's like, no, but I... He's like, I uh, I don't, you know, see anybody, but I do... I can smell them. And he's like, that's like that's a weird thing to say. And um, he's like, just hang out for a minute. So he goes and gets some Coke and they're watching they're kind of watching these guys start showing up and just hanging out these kids and he's like yeah this is just, he goes well there's a guy there smoking a cigarette he's like what about over there and he's like yeah there's another guy well then um, one of the snowman's men shows up and yeah Eve that one was Reggie Reggie shows up and Reggie goes like into this little uh, alleyway and then Wait a minute, guy, but that, that was right before the end, though, right? Um, was it? He traced that guy for a while. Yeah. They, they strung that out for a bit. He follows Reggie around for a little bit. Reggie gets away. Yeah. Uh, but Reggie's basically, not only is he is he's selling dope, but he's actually injecting them with it, which is yeah. weird. That's just strange to me. But, um, and then the whole thing is that you got Snowman, who's basically doing this war on crime thing, Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing the paper guy saying look we're doing this great thing the cops think the paper guy's involved and the whole idea is he's going to eliminate all of his competition under the guise of being a vigilante group and then he can have all the drug business and all the horroring business and all the, the horror uh, business horror business as they like to call it um, all the prostitution and all the whatever else is going on he wants all of it mainly dope it appears um and so he kind of is like, oh, that's it. That's one of his guys, and he's selling dope to these kids. And he finds, like, there's a little nightclub where they all hang out. Apparently the cops and the reporters and the crime bosses. And the one singer at the nightclub is in. Yeah, there's a singer lady. There's a singer lady, and that reporter really goes freaking bonkers on her, and he's like, 
you tell me when that guy's coming in. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's just like, oh, yeah. And he's like, he gets in her bag and he pulls out her heroin or dope or whatever it might be. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to keep this until you tell me when he's coming in. She's like, it's not mine. And he's like, oh, yeah, but if I, by 9 o'clock you're going to be shaking and sweating and wishing you had it. So I can give this back to you or you can, you know, this whole thread. <laughs> it just, he like, shakes her. And he's and like, he's kind of out of nowhere because he's a pretty mild-mannered guy. And... Uh, I should note that at some point in this movie, they introduced the fact that, like, his personal assistant at home is, like, his father. Yeah. A very nice old man who's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to do the right thing, Dad. He's like, well, that's all right, then. The dad doesn't have a lot to say. He's, uh, he's there for moral support. And then by this point in the movie, the the they've, the they the uh, cop is now, like, busy investigating the deaths of, like, these Chinese gang members. And he's kind of out of the movie for the better part of it yeah he he leaves the movie pretty much he leaves it and becomes chaka's deal and uh so his name is chaka i'm not but i thought the white cop had like a chase scene in the park or something he did and i think he, he they do a chase scene but he doesn't stay very after that he's gone it's not he chases okay, down okay. some guys he's investigating he's too suspicious his boss wants him to not talk to the reporter um let's see here takes over his lead um but the see the reason i thought because i thought it was cool that a little girl was playing tea party yeah, and i had a shootout in the middle of that and i don't remember if that was him i thought that was him chasing it might be too far along here let me see yeah that's too far at the end wait wait a minute so because the other thing i noticed is right around there we got we got something that we're trying to get people on so, social media to tell us, which is couple duck alert. Ah, couple duck alert, couple duck alert. Wait a second, here we go. Let's have a look. There's some there's some ducks in there. There we go. And it is the cop chasing a guy to a house. In the country. This girl playing tea party. Meanwhile, the cops pointing a gun straight past her. I know, right? Hey. Come over. I totally blew up a dolly. Yeah. Good music. Feeding him. Good show, Charlie. <laughs> Good show, Charlie. <laughs> Good show. That was um, 
it's weird that a character had like her own theme instantly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, you know, it's music. Um, so they had that shootout there. Um, little known fact: the girl playing Tea Party was a young Charlize Theron. Wow. No, it's not. <laughs> Fuck you. I was like, you you almost made me so sad about not paying attention. <laughs> you totally fished in it's me. Just, it's just believable enough. A uh, young Charlize Theron. Young Charlize Theron playing Tea Party in the yard. No. No. Eh, wrong. Um, I think she's actually too young to have been that girl's age. I might be wrong. But um, now you, you know I say this and make this joke. I'm gonna go to IMDb and find out the girl in the Tea Party. Was oh wait, yeah, wait. I can look right now. See, see who played the girl in the Tea Party. Gotta help me if it's really there. What was the girl's name? Uh, I don't know. It should just say girl in Tea Party. Miriam Muflos was Charlie. Yeah, ain't Charlie. I do not see Charlize Theron listed. I would guess it's not her. Okay. It's okay. one of the other um, millions of South African actors who made the transition to the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so no moving past that. Um, so Steve's all frustrated. Cops not talking to him. Um, he the dope dealer that he was following got away. Um, he I think he then shakes up the girl and gets some information about where Mr. Big might be hanging out. Meantime. Captain Hippie has killed his girlfriend. Uh, has returned, is mad, has run his mouth with the snowman. Snowman shoots him. That character's dead. Yeah, people just start getting picked off. Then, it, it, well, the, the end really does pick up the pace quite a bit. Um, basically, he's hiding in the bushes at the snowman's house. That's a, that should be in the end of the movie. But he's hiding there, and he's. they're like, all right, what about this reporter? And like, because reporter's like, I got information on you. You know, you're toast. And uh, what it turns out is the, the guy who's doing all this crazy war and crime stuff, the New York guys find this record of this guy who worked with the mafia in, like, the Midwest in the 60s. And he left to go to uh, South Africa. And he uh, he kind of ran everything back in the States. And so he's running his own criminal operation in South Africa under the guise of vigilantism killing off his competition cops aren't going to investigate very hard if crime bosses are dying meanwhile he's taking his own dope into the country and selling it to the kids wow that's a one-two combination isn't it so uh meantime so he's and this reporter finally figures out who he is and uh they're like what about this reporter and he's like yeah you we got a guy at his office there's a guy by his house we're just gonna have to go kill him and meanwhile, they come out and they say all this stuff, and they're like, and we know you're in the bushes, and they turn the little flip-up headlights on in the car, and they're like, ha-ha, we gotcha. And, um, gotcha, bitch. Pretty much. Yeah, he's, he grabs them, and they're like, okay, you're going to take us to this file of information, and um, you're going to, you know, you're going to give that to us, and they're probably still going to kill him at that point. Um, but the whole deal was, he's like, you know, we got you, because basically the police, what we're going to do is we're going to kill you, and then we're going to tell the police that you were the one behind the war on crime. And they'll get their bad guy and leave us alone. So perfect scapegoat. He's like, why do you think I told you? And turns out Snowman was the one who tipped him to kind of go investigate certain things. And he was like, that's why I was giving you the information, dummy. 
<laughs> Damn it! So he does it, and uh, they take him into his office. He's like, oh, I, where's the file? And he's like, well, I need the light. And he gets the lamp, and he whomps the guy with the lamp. Chases ensue. They go to a warehouse, of course. And um, somewhere on the line, his dad gets involved. Yeah. His dad is whomping the crap out of this guy with his cane. I mean, just beating him senseless. Um, and then, then Mr. Big comes up and shoots his dad in the back like four times. Uh, uh-oh, that's a no-no. That's a no-no, and so... Uh, by this time, uh, Chaka, Steve Chaka has been running away from all these people. Uh, he's dodged a couple people, fought a couple other guys off. Um, I think he chopped somebody's arm off, basically. They cut it really odd, but he had a sharp implement, and he basically chopped a guy's arm off and killed him. And then he finds, like, this spiked metal rod. Yeah, he, um, how should we say this? Uh, he, um... He finds this rod, right? And then it's not too long after finding said rod, he he sees his dad get shot in the back by Mr. Big. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he shut no he. <laughs> no, no no we don't go. He that. throws he, he throws he throws the rod um, and he he, he just throws the, the spear looking device. And he he, he lobs it into the chest of uh, Mr. Big. Yeah, Mr. Or the snowman. Yeah. And snowman, it's kind of one of the things like where somebody like when you're like playing swords with like your dad and he grabs like the sword, he's like, Oh, you got me. He kind of does one of the he catches, <laughs> he's like, Oh, you got me. And he backs up and sticks himself to the wall. Um, still, he, he, so he pins this dude to the wall with the thing. That's the end of Mr. Big. And, um, you know, it too soon, it's one of those things like he threw the rod and I kind of was like, Boy, it's, it's a little on the nose. Do you know what I mean? It just seems like, hey, now he could, yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway he's dead. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. About a country with apartheid and all that business. I so, somehow but, put Hill Street Blues play out on here. It was a, there's a little bit of Hill Street Blues to it. So he tags the guy with this, and meanwhile, like he kind of checks his dad, but he doesn't seem all that broken up about it uh, being dead. Yeah, and I mean, what can you do? Trying to get his dad out of it because he's like, "What are you guys doing?" He's like, "Get out of here, old man." He doesn't want him to get involved. Meanwhile, his dad put a beating on one of the guys pretty good before he got shot in the back. Uh, so then it kind of like fade, like pulls back. And you're like, that's how it's going to end. And then it's just like him and the and his cop buddy playing chess in the park. And they're like, hey, maybe we should go fishing today. It's like some traditions just don't change. And they end. Yeah, that was kind of weak. And I think, but I like the Pink Floyd outro though. Yeah, it was the again. The music was good and it was good music. Music was really solid in this one, and the kicker with the like the end is like you can tell that this is like a total re-edit, hatchet job, bad print they started with because the credits don't quite it doesn't flow right, and that's the sign that it's been cut and recut and recut. And it's a bad transfer, aside from other. So here's like it's panning out. You're thinking, oh, that's the end, and I like the little mellow music here. Fishing this afternoon. Sorry, Ben. We 
weekend editions won't wait. So they're rolling like this little, it looks like somebody's just lifting up a card of credits up past the screen. And then like the very last shot is like a reverse negative of the hippie killer man. And I know that I've seen that again. He doesn't say traditions this way. Weekend editions won't wait. So he's got to get back to the paper. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. That makes much more sense. Uh-huh. So, um, I was like, boy, he's really hung up on playing that damn chess game. Um, anyway, um, overall, I mean, we kind of tore it apart there a little bit. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty watchable. There's some slow bits. But the ending is really solid. Like the fight, like the chase down at the end, when they from the minute they take him, take over, take capture the reporter, and when his file back, it zips right along. So I thought I found it hard to follow. I really did. Not only because I was distracted playing games, but also the story. It felt like it felt like this was like the South African version of Mitchell. Um, There's a little bit of an element to it. I think Mitchell's a little bit plot wise, a little bit harder to follow than this actually. But it's Mitchell, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, this one, I think the plot, if you could, under a little bit more, uh, perhaps with a clean version of the film that hasn't been cut all the hell, it would make more sense. Because I feel like there's some scenes missing. Not a okay. lot, just yeah. a couple little spots. Um, it's amazing what a clean version of a movie can do for it sometimes. Um, that said, it kind of made sense. It may have, it, it wasn't. It's was just barely an hour. It's under an hour and a half, and it did feel longer than that. But I felt like the plot made sense, and you could. I feel like you could just steal this plot and write a really good movie, and cast it whenever time frame you want. You know, you could do it right now, and you'd still. I think the plot is strong enough. Um, I think a couple of the actors are pretty good. Some other actors weren't. There's some film. The hitman backside story with his girlfriend that could have been cut out. I'd kind of like to have a Hitman Craig movie. Yeah. I wanted to get in that Because he's like real mellow, like, okay, man, don't worry about it. Then he's just pulling out like a freaking thirty-eight caliber handgun just plugging people. And he's pretty convincing doing it. He actually, I think he, for the limited part that it was, I think he did a good job with it. Um so yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I wouldn't even say it's. I wouldn't even put it in the. I've seen a lot worse movies than this. So. Mm. Um, I just had a hard time following all of it. No, and I can. I, I like the idea, but also I had my hopes set up so high for. Yeah, you had the, you had you had um. What do they call that? A false illusion of cover. Yeah. So I was like, um, I was like, man. You said this that bar. is nothing uh, like the movie I thought it was going to be. So, well, and I think I think that's why you liked it a lot better than I did, is because you didn't have to stare at the box cover. Well, you came I, in, you came in clean, and you're like, okay, this is a good movie. And I was like, damn it, it's not like an '80s action movie. Well, I remember the box cover when I started looking at the title online. None of the posters looked like the box cover. Nothing does. That's what was. And so- I was like, and I was like, well, they just slapped it. They just threw it in a box, and they're like, yeah, yeah it's uh, called Control, put a new so label on it. They're like, put some black guys in the front with, you know, looking tough, and then throw it in a box. Okay. Um, I think that's kind of what happened to it. Some, yeah. some fly-by-night movie release company got this movie. 
threw it on a tape, and they're like, oh, we don't have the box art, we don't have the poster art, so let's just make one. Yeah, I think that's what happened. But yeah, a cover can kind of do that. But overall, I'd say, yeah, it's not by far not the worst movie I've seen, but understandable that it would draw. I mean, perhaps even because you said you got distracted by it, I felt maybe I was just that much more like determined to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, cognitive bias, what it is, that kind of thing. So, um, but I, you know, I've seen worse, and it was, and it didn't commit the sin of being two hours or anything like. Yeah, no, it was short. I'll give you credit for that. They could have tight. I mean, they could have probably made it about an hour, and it would have been a really nice, tight hour of a movie. Um, but um, no, and they could have maybe if they cleaned up some scene, tried to do a little more character build up, um, it would have been better. But plot was solid. Plot was solid. There's some, something that just doesn't come together for it. Um, anyway. Um, that was Death of a Snowman slash Soul Patrol. Soul slash Patrol. It's Soul Patrol. Soul Patrol. Uh, A.K.A. Death of a Snowman. A.K.A. Black Trash. A.K.A. The Hunt for Mr. Clean, which I kind of like. I like that, that might... one the best. I wonder That's if there was it. some copyright like uh, issues with that in the, And in the movie, to their credit, they do. He does his nickname was Snowman. That was kind of a big one. But they also called him Mr. Clean. Yeah. In the New York, in these the two New York guys. You know, kicking around the office, they had all this information. Um, good music, good little. I think the good interlude scenes, like when they show the press going, like when the guy setting the typeface. I think that's cool. When they use the when he telexes the or whatever the hell that is, they mimeographs the face, of the drawing over to New York, and there's just a cylinder. I don't know how that crap. Oh works. yeah, what did I? I had a note about that. I don't know what that's uh, called. What is I mean, that? It's a tel. Uh, it's not a teletype. It is essentially a fax, but it's an ancient fax. I mean, like, he basically took his image, he rolled it on a cylinder really, really fast. Yeah, I thought he that was pretty things. cool. And he rolled it really fast, and it was enough to get the image, and it, fe- and it fed out in New York. So basically it was a fax, but it was, like, hand-cranked fax, which <laughs> it was interesting. So it's a nice little snapshot of time, too. And it's all filmed in South Africa, so you kind of get a little different feel for things it could be new york the way they filmed it but uh anyway i i liked it i liked it i don't think you need to fast forward it there's some but uh i could see that there's some spots where if you're not in the right frame if you're not in the right frame of mind for this it could lose you and if you're playing angry birds too it could totally lose you yes that can also cause a uh, distraction or if you're if you i don't know lost whatever was there um, so don't fast forward um i yeah and good luck finding a copy of this too um i think and i i caution this may be wrong if you search death of a snowman it may come up on netflix Ooh. oh, uh, oh. so i'm curious i may actually pull this up to see if the netflix version is cleaner than the tape version just out of curiosity for comparison's sake, are the colors better? Are the is the title screen different? Because in this, it does say Soul Patrol in the title. So when I watch on Netflix, is it going to come up as Soul Patrol, or is it? Be, and this happens a lot with um, films like. And if you try to search Soul Patrol on IMDb, you aren't going to find it. You'll find it under Death of Snowman. It kind of links backward towards it. Um, a lot of Italian ripoff uh, movies, like they did a movie that was ripoff of Jaws, and they, no, in Italian horror movies. 
are notorious for having lots of titles being released again and again and again. And sometimes you can't find a movie that somebody suggests on Netflix, especially if it's an old, older Italian film. You can find its alternate title, search that, and ba-boom, the movie comes up. Ba-boom! It's, it's kind of a thing, like there's this one movie called Bloodbath. It's also called Carnage. It's also called Twitch of the Death Nerve. Wow! Um, which is an awesome title. Yeah! I like that one. Um... That's what I mean. That's the range of titles. So they have a movie. They have one version that's called Bloodbath, one's called Carnage, and one's called Twitch of the Death Nerve. And the trailer for this film, which I have, which I may have to share somewhere, um, is, and you get probably out there. It's called Carnage. Go look for the trailer for Carnage, and it's really Andy Warhol, real arty. It's a real art. It's almost like a short art film, and everything's kind of like uh, reverse. Uh, reverse exposed, but then with color, one color over it. So one scene's all red, one scene's all green, one scene's all blue. Um, check that oh. out. Sometime. But uh, just be aware if you find an older kind of, especially an exploitation movie of any kind, it probably has multiple titles. So if yeah. you're looking, you're like, oh, that's like you see a trailer online for some goofy old Nazi exploitation movie, and you're like, right. oh, that looks great, and then you can't find the title, and you're like, oh, it just you know, it's gone forever. Uh, go do a little, you know. Go sleuth around the internet, see if it has other titles, and then see if it's on any of these streaming providers, or perhaps at your local flea market. Or at, like, a Trader's Village that is, like, a mega flea market. There's Trader's Village, and I will uh, have you know I'm going on assignment this weekend to a new flea market uh, in this uh, Metroplex that's also, thank thank God, it's indoor. Uh, Yeah, we're in the heat of the summer now. So Trader's Village is mainly outside with some inside stuff. Yeah, I don't think I can handle it. It wasn't wasn't that hot when we went. I mean, it was hot. It was like 80, 90 when we went and is now above 100 here. Um, you got to be ready to roll if you go to Trader's Village at this point. This place I'm exploring uh, on on assignment for Gonzo Guys is, uh, I don't know what it's called. I think it's just kind of like the flea market at da-da-da-da. And it's inside and there's two of them. Um, in the Metroplex. I don't know where the other one is, but there's new. they've opened up this new warehouse flea market that's air-conditioned, and I will be checking that out this weekend. Cool. Um, I, so they, I will not. I will be staying inside and eating barbecue. I will be moving from air-conditioning, air-conditioned spot to air-conditioned spot, but I will be leaving the house. Oh. Um, oh. The, anyway, I would say don't fast-forward this movie. Um, so you may no, like, I might have to watch it again. I, I, I think I it's, say, I'd say as soon as I, I th- I'd say I'd, I'd have to get over the, um, the 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 cover issue. Put the cover in the closet, and then go get Death of a Snowman on Netflix, and watch that, and see if it's a better. If the film might be better quality. You might get a different piece of cover art on Netflix that will kind of reset it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The true movie that should be in that box probably doesn't exist. Yeah. For better or worse. For something. Uh, uh, anyway, um, I, by the way, stay tuned to our um, our media channels. I will actually be putting up a trailer for the next selection soon. You already have the trailer? You are ready to go. Um, this was, it came, you know, organically someone said, hey, you should look at this. And I did. And I thought, this is just lovely. And, <laughs> just and, lovely. And I said, you know what this is? And this this will be your head scratcher for a while, folks. It's a genre we haven't done yet. It, all right. Is it a Lifetime original movie? Nope. Huh. 
It is not. It is a. It would is actually a an official. If you went to like a film class, it's a genre of film that we have not done yet. Wow, I'm interested. That's and a good tease. It's gonna be awesome with a capital A. Uh, comedy. No. No. Uh, we done. Hmm. We've we've done comedy. Oh, here. Well, I'll just say what we've done, and then everyone else can percolate on what it might be. We've done comedy. Mm-hmm. We've done action. Yes. We've done. We've done horror a couple times. We've done uh, martial arts. Have we done martial arts? We've done martial arts. Uh, wing, yeah. wing. Wing, wing. Um, maybe not like full tilt martial arts, but we'll call it martial or arts. Or at least full human martial arts. <laughs> Good God. Uh, so we've done action. We've done drama. God help us. Um, action, comedy, drama, kung fu, horror, um, Western. Um, mystery? Mystery? Have we done a mystery? I don't know if we've done... Well, is this kind of a mystery? No. Uh, oh, oh, heavens no. No, it's not, is no, it? No, no, no. Um, you know what? I'm, I, I have, I'm not going to tell you what it's called. I'm just going to say this. It's going to be a musical. Oh, wow. Oh, Cannibal the Musical? No, no, no. That's too easy. No, no, never heard of it in my life until I saw this trailer. And I figured I've never heard of this. It was bad enough I thought it might be a joke, and it really is a real movie. Ooh, okay. All right, well, I guess we'll just have to... We'll have to We'll have to really turn this one out, then. It's, uh, yeah, so we're going musical, folks. Stay, get your dancing shoes on. <coughs> drink, your tea, drink your tea and honey. And me, warm me, up me, 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 warm up me, 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 me. Musical. Yes. Anyway, don't need a lot of penises for that. Don't need a lot of penises for a musical. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that might be next week's epidose. Uh, or the next epidose. So watch social media. We'll throw a little tra- the actual trailer for the film, which is in itself its own thing. Follow of us on Instagram. Uh, by the time you get this, we'll be on there. Yeah, we're, we're still uh, you know working that out with legal. So. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we'll be able to pester you from multiple angles, even more angles now. So yes, pestering you from multiple angles. It, but you all know it's good-natured pestering, and we're trying to give you shit. So hey. Yes. So. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say it's a pleasure that your uh, internet didn't drop off. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's always the threat. Um, there's a whole backstory to this, but let's just say the uh, Hulkster of internet companies did not chop down my connection with the side of its hand. Correct. Um, so yeah, there was some issues when we did our initial recording session. What, uh, what song are we gonna go out on? <sighs> That's a good question. There's not enough music at the end to use. Um, we could go out. Like, do you have any Chaka Khan sitting around? Uh, I can find Sh- is it Shaka Khan. Yeah, what's the Sh- song? What's the song where Shaka Khan's in the name? Uh, I don't remember the name. Where the Shaka Khan? Shaka Khan. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we are. Right, well, let's do a little on-air researching. What is the name of that song? Shaka Khan. Is there what follows that? Shaka Khan title song. Shaka Khan is bingo. Yeah, we're going out, baby. Woo!
And, like the disappointment that is the cover of Boxer's movie, this video was done in the 80s. This would have fit if it actually was in the 80s. Awesome. All right. Well, until then, don't fast forward. Don't fast forward. This one's not too bad. Let me rock it, that's all I wanna do. Shaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Shaka Khan. Let me rock it, let me feel for you. Shaka Khan, what you tell me, what you wanna do? Do you feel for me, the way I feel for you? Shaka Khan, let me tell you what I wanna do. I wanna love you, wanna hug you, wanna squeeze you too. Let me take it in my arm, let me feel you with my charm, Shaka. Cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm, Shaka. I make it more than just a physical dream. I wanna rock you, Shaka, baby, cause you make me wanna scream. Let me rock it, rock it.